Welcome to At Work in America, sponsored by Paychex. At Work in America digs in behind the headlines and trends to the stories of real people making a difference in the world of work. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Bowes and Trish Steed. Welcome back to the At Work in America show. My name's Steve Bowes. I'm with Trish Steed. Trish, how are you today? I'm good, Steve. How are you? I'm fantastic because you know why, Trish? This is a show we're doing today. It's all about something we love and most listeners probably love. It's somewhat about our pets, but it's also about the importance of pets to employees, to workers, to the workforce. Uh, and we have today, a, uh, our guest is from maybe the most beloved pet brand out there, Chewy. Trish, I don't, have you worked with Chewy ever? Like, do you get the Chewy boxes like on the doorstep? I have not. Um, I admit, I didn't know much about them until this show. So I'm excited actually to learn more and to share it with everyone else who may be just learning about them as well. Yeah, I want to tell the story about how we decided to do this show in a second. But yeah. let's welcome our guest right away to the show. Uh, our guest today is Lori Bradley, as I mentioned, from Chewy. Lori is the VP of Talent and Inclusion at Chewy. She supports their mission to be the most trusted and convenient destination for pet parents and partners everywhere by leading teams responsible for setting a global human capital strategy, including employer branding, talent acquisition, talent management, talent development, employee engagement, and diversity, equity, and inclusion. Lori previously held executive leadership roles responsible for setting and leading global talent strategies at Amazon, United Airlines, and PBH, which is one of the world's largest global apparel companies, including iconic brands such as Calvin Klein and Tommy Hilfiger. Lori, thank you so much for doing this and welcome to the show. You are so welcome. Thank you for having me. It's great to see you. And we talked a little bit in the pre-show. I have a dog on my lap as we speak in the show. Trish's dogs are roaming around in the background. Lori, your pup is away at uh, learn how to be a a better dog camp or something. (laughs) Let's start start off with that story, maybe. Yeah, it's really tough. Um, He's a three-year-old, 80-pound sheep-a-doodle named Sailor. And he's the cutest dog in the whole world. Everyone who meets him agrees. Um, But he's very stubborn. And so he's at a two-week sleepaway camp, we call it, (laughs) learning to be nicer on the leash because, like I mentioned, he's 80 pounds, um, to come when called because at the dog park, when I'm ready to go home, and I call him, he actually runs away from me instead of coming to me. And then I chase him all around the dog park. But most importantly, because he's also an office dog, is he's learning to be a little less exuberant when he meets new people. And so that would include not um, jumping up on them and licking their faces. Yeah, because weirdly, not everyone loves that, you know, especially with a larger dog. Yeah, I think I may have caused that one because I actually love it when he does that. <laughs> So, so after he's done with his training, I will then receive mine. <laughs> I love well, that. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that there's a, a people component of that. I, I, my dogs are 10 and 17, and and my 10-year-old is a beagle, which, as you can imagine, very stubborn dogs. Been through training and is pretty good. But, yeah, it's always about <clears throat> sort of retraining myself and reminding myself as the owner, like, what not to encourage that I think is cute, which may not 
be the best behavior once in a while. Yeah, I understand. I exactly. I, when I got Sailor, we had just lost our two golden retrievers. And so to say this dog is spoiled, it's like, I, I broke all the rules. It's like the crate lasted for, you know, three nights and then I was (laughs) sleeping outside the crate and then he was sleeping in the bed with me. And so, so I treat this dog, you know, he is like my human child. And so, um, I, the the training will be good for me too. Yeah, but but certainly, Lori, uh, those of us who have dogs and other pets as well, it seems to be a little bit more of a dog thing. Uh, that's not unusual, right? To treat your dog, especially like uh, just another family member on equal ground, if not even higher ground than some of the humans in the household. Um, yeah. Our pets are so important to us though. And they're important to people uh, everywhere, including people who work in our organizations. And certainly one of the reasons, look, we we could talk cute dog stories for the whole show and that would be a lot of fun. But one of the other reasons we wanted to talk to you, Lori, and talk a little bit about what happened at Chewy and some of the philosophies around, it's, it's an important thing, I think, and a valuable thing to uh, consider the role of pets in, in an employee's life, including uh, bringing them into, welcoming them into workplaces. I Obviously, Chewy as this well-known, iconic, you know, pet brand Mm-hmm. It makes sense that you'd embrace that uh, kind of approach to pets, but I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that, and especially for organizations who are not necess- in the pet business, right? And but are maybe considering things like becoming more pet friendly and, and supporting pets in their employees' lives a little bit more uh, meaningfully. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, as as you referred to it, Steve, really, pet owners increasingly think of their pets as members of the family. And so, you know, it feels good when you're at work and someone knows the name of someone you love. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's 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 connecting and you, you know, you feel a sense of belonging and acceptance. And so I think when employers offer pet-friendly benefits, it sends a really important lesson to the employee that the company cares about every member of their family, even the four-legged ones. Mm-hmm. Lori, are there any specific ways at Chewy that you have to think about uh, those issues around really embracing employees' pets in workplaces, right? Because I've, I've been on the website, I've seen loads of pictures, or even your, the picture you showed us before the show of your pup, Sailor, uh-huh. where I looked like it was, it was in an office somewhere, right? Or a conference yeah, room. Uh, it's not as simple as just saying, oh yeah, go ahead, bring your pets into the office. It's fine. There, I think you have to think about it a little bit more um, holistically, if maybe if that's the way to describe it. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that. Sure, Absolutely. Um, so we try as best we can to make sure that all of our facilities are pet friendly and we have a great facilities team who you know, cares a lot about both the, the safety of our employees as well as our, our dog members. And so, um, but there are some places that it's just not, you know, it's not safe or it's not reasonable. So, you know, some of our buildings like in fulfillment centers where there's heavy machinery, you know, things like that, where, you know, it's a safety hazard, but other than that, we really, as we're negotiating leases with where our facilities are, you know, as, as we're building out spaces, um, we really do prioritize making sure that it's pet friendly. Um, we have, so you can't just bring your dog and, you know, just mm-hmm. go into and show up at work the first day with your dog. Um, we do have <laughs> to put some parameters in place. And so, um, so we ask our employees to make sure that dogs are kept current on vaccinations um, and on their flea and tick medicine mm-hmm. um, so that we're, we're not passing any any little dog colds around. 
Right. We also ask that if their dog does have a cold or something that they don't come into the office. And then um, there's a, we, we have kind of a good canine citizen um, set of, of guidelines that, you know, if they're, if you hear barks all the time at Chewy, but, <laughs> um, but if they're like an incessant barker, then right. that's probably not good for an office pet. Um, certainly if any dogs are aggressive or um, reactive to other dogs, that probably wouldn't be good for an office pet. But, um, but yeah, we, they, you fill out an application and, um, then you get, uh, the Chewy office pets get official pup, uh, tags for their collar. Nice. I love oh, it. That's so fun. Do they have to go through any sort of a trial period or a training day or anything like that, like a socialization day where, where some, maybe someone at Chewy can make a final determination if they're ready, or is it truly just on more the honor system and sort of see how it goes? So at Chewy, it's more on the honor system, um, but we're a very unique company in that this literally is our business. And so, um, you know, pet, having pets around our office is also keeping us very focused on our mission um, mm-hmm. as a company and also very close to the customer. And so um, it's more on the honor system. Um, it's amazing because I've worked with other companies that um, have also have nice pet policies and have never seen like a dog fight. I, it's amazing how well behaved um, the dogs are. And I think that comes from trusting your employees that, you know, if they've got a dog with a behavioral issue, you know, that the last thing they want to do is bring a dog there and, you know, and, and cause a safety issue or something. And so um, we don't police it very heavily. It just kind of works out. Lori, thank you for that. Yeah, I think it makes sense, right? Because the employees are also, this is their workplace. They want to, you know, show their best selves as well. They don't want to be disruptive or bring in a dog that maybe potentially could be disruptive or harmful, even worse, right, to to another dog or another colleague. So that makes that makes a ton of sense. Um, Lori, I know I don't think you're a lawyer. I didn't see that in the bio, so I won't necessarily ask you to ask heavy legal questions, but are there things that companies worry about who maybe have considered this, but rule it out? Is there liability things? Is there something that like, because I feel like for organizations, it could be kind of easy to say no to this, right? Mm-hmm. Because of being afraid of some of the things we've talked about, uh, potential issues that don't right. seem to come up at Chewy, but I guess could come up. So I'm not a lawyer. I'm actually an industrial organizational psychologist. And so I'll stick to, I'll stick to the the human behavior and emotion side of this. But um, I think that a lot of times the biggest pushback is just that people think it's going to be incredibly disruptive. Like how would we get any work done? And so they worry more about like dogs running all around, you know, the, how, how will that not be chaos? And yeah. so, as I mentioned, we have some rules. And so one of them is that the dog is always with you. So we don't have dogs that are just, you know, kind of tied to a cubicle by themselves or in an office even by themselves. Okay. And so um, you have to keep your dog with you and they have to be on a leash. Um one of our facilities in actually our building in Boston, and um, we had a chance to renovate it, uh, we added an indoor dog park. And wow. so there's actually a place in Boston that um that you know has 
toys and games and puzzles and employees can um, hang out and let their dogs interact. And so that's fun. Um, but usually it's just making sure that the, the dog is always with you. Um, there's, uh, uh, they actually, this is getting very, uh, this may be TMI, but dogs are not allowed in bathrooms and restrooms. Mm -hmm. And so usually, um, I volunteer to be the person, uh, that as people are heading to the restroom, they can drop their dog off with me <laughs> and let it go <laughs> on my office while they go. And so, you know, the, there's some practicalities like that, that you have to be aware of, but usually the, you know, the biggest pushback would just be like, wouldn't that be chaotic? Would it yeah, be a sure. Action? Yeah. Well, I would imagine that again, if that's the expectation of the office, that this is, you know, a, a well thought out sort of part of how the business operates, it would be very natural, right? Because everyone sort of comes at it in the same way. Um, whereas maybe those of us who haven't worked in a workplace like that are thinking like, oh goodness, it would be challenging to, to get that started. But yeah. I'd love to hear, I know there are, are studies, of course, that talk about the benefits, not just of dogs, but pets in general, um, yeah. you know, for, for us with regard to just, you know, maybe making people more calm or, you know, um, being more productive. Have you found that at Chewy that you have some of those type of results after having pets be able to come to the workplace? Absolutely. And as I mentioned, I'm a psychologist. And so um, I'm very interested in the human pet bond and the benefits from that. And so um, studies have shown that um, some of the benefits are higher levels of employee engagement, um, higher retention, um, easier to attract candidates. The largest percentage of pet owners in the country are millennials. And, mm -hmm. um, and millennials also have a very uh, family-like relationship with their pets. And that's also a pool that we recruit from heavily. And yeah, so- That's a huge, right? 25 to 40 mm -hmm. or so, probably the millennials are right now, right? So that boom, that's like the sweet spot, right? In your career, to, for your arc, I'd say, right? Those years. Exactly. So being able mm -hmm. to offer this and, and also it keeps the employee from, so being able to bring your dog to work, um, you know, could save you money and not having to have, you know, doggy daycare or a pet sitter or pet walker come. And so, you know, for that target population, it's, there's just a big benefit to being able to bring yeah. them. Um, so we're really finding that it is a nice factor in attracting talent to Chewy or to any workplace. Um, and then also we've seen that um, I just read a study by the Human Animal Bond Research Institute, um, which has some interesting studies on the animal bond concept or topic that um, they're showing that absenteeism is lower in companies who have pet friendly policies. And so, um, you know, there's been benefits all around. And of course, you know, we think that um, allowing pets in the workplace or, and also companies are starting to offer pet insurance as part of their benefits. They offer employees as a voluntary benefit. But um, it really, in addition to kind of uh, just being great psychologically and emotionally from a stress standpoint for employees, it can be a pretty significant savings to a company's bottom line. Yeah, Lori, I think that 
that really eloquently kind of makes the case for organizations to at least consider adopting these right. kinds of policies, particularly right now. And I've not seen this specifically mentioned anywhere, but we've mm -hmm. seen a lot of pieces in the news, especially in the financial services sector and other others as well, tech as well, of uh, very strong return to the workplace, return to the office kinds of vibes, right? Bring mm -hmm. Right, trying to get people back in, whether it's two days a week, three days a week, in some cases full, full time. And mm -hmm. I've not seen in any of those pieces, I've seen a lot of kind of stick approach, like we're going to track your badge swipes. And if you don't come in so many days, blah, 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 you're in trouble. I've not seen anybody, at least in the, the reporting I've read, uh, mm -hmm. mention something like, uh, let's make the workplace pet friendly, perhaps, because we know that for all the reasons you said, it's employees really like it. But also it could be maybe that little nudge to, okay, I'll I'll be willing to come in a little more often, perhaps. Right. Well, it's a I haven't seen it either, Steve. It's interesting. You know, we we talk about making our buildings uh, you know, more better collaborative spaces and more employee friendly. Um, but yeah, I haven't really seen in the return any um pet connection in the return to office movement. Yeah. But it makes a ton of sense. I think I'm going to write an article about this because um, so many people adopted pets during the pandemic, and so yeah. pet ownership went way up. And so, as you know, these people with with these young pets are now on the job market. Um, you know, it may be even more appealing as a benefit. Yeah, yeah, I think it would absolutely decrease the stress that a, a pet parent would feel too. I mean, especially, you know, I have older dogs, so that's one concern, right? You don't want to leave an older dog too long. Um, if you think about even just a normal eight hour workday, which many people work more than that, that's mm -hmm. a long time for a dog to be left home alone and not being let out. And, and they might not even be able to like physically do that as well as on the other end of the spectrum, like you said, I mean, people were adopting, you know, puppies. And so now here they are a couple of years old and same thing. You can't really leave a young dog alone for that long. It's just sort of that sweet spot right in the middle where they might be able to go eight hours, but right. yeah, it, I'm sure that would cause a lot of worry for someone who was oh. in the workplace and exactly. feeling a little trapped themselves. Yeah. And Lori, as you said, if, if for folks who adopted uh, during the pandemic, we're working from home, largely, yeah. if not exclusively adopted during the pandemic, these poor yeah. dogs, we're again, not only talking about dogs, but we're largely talking about dogs in the context of bringing the, exactly. the, to the office. These poor dogs don't know another lifestyle either, right? They don't know right. a lifestyle of being left alone from 7am no. till 5pm, right? Mm -hmm. Or or put in a, in a crate, say, if they have to exactly. be crated all day long. That's a rough, uh, that's a rough go. Um, exactly. And um, Sailor, I adopted Sailor during uh, the pandemic, and so not only has he never been left alone for hours like that, but he also grew up working with me. So he grew up, and you know, under my desk, and because I was working from home during the pandemic, and so when we go into the office, it's you know, he, I go into the office, he kind of goes to his corner and lays down and just stares <laughs> the window at everybody walking by. Uh... Yeah, I have a beware of sheep a doodle sign on my office. Uh, <laughs> we're going to ask you for send us a picture of that puppy for the show, Lori. We could put that up when we promote we the show. Yeah, we need to. Be awesome. We need yeah. to get all the dogs on the on the promotional materials for this show. Absolutely um, will. 
we're with Lori Bradley from Chewy. We're talking about the benefits and the opportunities for organizations about being more pet friendly, embracing pets in the workplace, and and just thinking about their people as thinking about pets as part of their their employees' families, which they are. Uh, Lori, the one other thing I certainly wanted to talk about just a little is, you know, I'm I'm a fan of Chewy. I follow Chewy in social and LinkedIn and other places, and great. it's Thank really you. you guys do a great job you know, not just promoting the business that you're in, which is providing products and services to, to pet owners, but but also from the employment side, from the talent branding side. And the, I right before the show, I finished watching the uh, the Life at Chewy 2022 video that you guys wow. put together. It's like four and a half minutes long. It was great, by the way. I recommend it. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about kind of leveraging that really, not just the brand, but also kind of this ethos. Chewy is well known for sending sympathy cards to pet owners who, whose pets have passed, uh, sending pet portraits, unsolicited pet portraits, which are beautiful to pet owners. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about just that connection between the, the customer facing side and the customer experience and the work you do in, in talent. Absolutely, because they're really intricately um, intertwined. Um, yeah, Chewy is no, you know, the, the halo of our brand, what differentiates us from not just other pet companies, but I think from most companies in general is our approach to customer service. And so, you know, as you mentioned, I actually um, wasn't with Chewy when my golden retrievers passed away and, but I was a Chewy customer and received um, a bouquet of flowers. Actually, when I called to cancel that um, I had auto ship their dog food. And of course you don't think about canceling that when you know, you're in the throes of just losing your pet. And so the, um, their food showed up right on time on auto ship, you know, and it's heartbreaking. And, you know, so I called to say, actually, you know, can I return this? I need to cancel this. And like so many people who've experienced that, the, um, the woman who answered the phone was just full of empathy. Um, she let me know that it makes sense, of course, that we couldn't really return it since it's, um, it is a consumable and you know you can't guarantee that something hasn't been pampered um tampered right. with and so you can't but she um pulled up local shelters in my area that accept donations of food nice. and um let, like just search for that on our own and said here's where you can donate it um they refunded me they didn't charge me for that and the next day the doorbell rang and there was a bouquet of flowers and it said wow. you know, yeah. from your chewy family and we're so sorry for your loss and so i was blown away as a talent management professional i was just like man if i ever had an opportunity to work for a company like that um i would jump at it and it was literally just a few weeks later that I got a call from a recruiter from Chewy. <laughs> oh, wow. We're, we're starting this. We're going to stand up a talent role and would love to talk to you. And, you know, you get those all the time um, and, and you, you know, you don't take them. But I was like, OK, this I will be happy to have a conversation with you guys. And so um it's uh, yeah, and, and the, the the candidate experience people I'm doing air quotes here have yeah. been talk talk about that for years and years like oh those you know the, the consumers could be your next employee and I always I always to blow that off I'm like that's that never happens I you know I think that's so rare right it's like that's but yeah this is a great example that yeah. you were you were a, a consumer right a customer right. of this brand and that brand experience made you at least take a phone call 
when perhaps you wouldn't have. You might have been completely happy in what you were doing and didn't need to I take was, that phone actually. call. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But as far as how you translate that customer experience to our employee experience, and at Chewy, we call our employees team members. And so the team member experience really is at the center of, of everything we do in HR. And so we, we um, use a talent lifecycle model and we look for moments that matter around, you know, in, in attraction, selection, onboarding, development. Our customer service agents are empowered to look for opportunities to wow their customers. And so like the, the woman who sent those flowers to me did not have to go through eight levels of approval to, to you know, send me those right. flowers, you know. And so literally she knew what she's empowered to do and she's trusted to, you know, to, to help connect with the customer. And so, um, and so we really actually learned a lot from the way our customer service organization and teaches and trains their employees, how they select. And um, what we're also really good at Chewy is knowing our customers. And so we have a consumer insights team that um, does, it's really fun research. If I did something else, I think I'd want to go be in the consumer mm -hmm. insights because they do lots of studies and find out interesting things like a certain percentage of people surveyed have changed vacation plans because of their pets in the last year. And um, so, so my team works really closely with consumer insights so that we can use their same methodology and even their same database to get insights on prospective employees. And so it's really important to have, to us with, you know, our, an employee value proposition is both externally facing and internally facing. And so um, one is what different differentiates you and what, you know, do you want to, what's most important to highlight about your company um, to an external audience. And so our consumer insights team really helps us and break down potential um, employees and what would appeal, what appeals to them from an employee value proposition. But it's got to be authentic. It can't be false advertising. So the internal portion of that is really the employee experience and making sure that, you know, we're not, you know, great at talking about the company, but when you get in your experience, it's different. And so just like the customer where, you know, you've got to make sure that the experience matches the promise. Um, that's really what our team and HR is focused on. Thank you for sharing that. I I love that you're not just sort of approaching it from the traditional way that you would any candidate, right, at any company. You're you're layering in all of those insights um, that you you get from your own customer intelligence teams. Um, I'd be curious to know in terms of the way that you're doing your recruitment or even, you know, maybe through the interview process or onboarding, you know, we did a show recently with um, the CHRO from Northwestern Mutual, and he was talking about working from home and he, he would have his dog, you know, in, on the Zoom calls with him. And it turned out to be a way for him to really connect with all of the um, employees that they had, right? All of their associates. I'd love to hear, does, does having a pet, whether that be a dog or cat or whatever, 
does that become part of your recruitment process in any way? Are they are your employees encouraged to make them part of the process as they're interviewing? That's interesting. And I never thought kind of, of yeah. I'm just thinking because he was sort of saying, you know, how when when you see someone's pets, it makes them maybe a little less intimidating and more human and it gives you maybe a commonality with that person. Do you are you all mindful of that uh, within your own uh, you know, whether it's recruitment or onboarding process? I think we are actually less mindful of it than the candidates are. <laughs> so okay. we get a lot of interviews where the, the dog makes an appearance or <laughs> um, or you hear a lot about the pet and what a pet lover they are. Um, you don't have to be a pet owner to work at Chewy. We don't screen for that. Um, I don't think you'd be happy working at Chewy, though, if you weren't a pet lover. And so are an animal lover. So I think really when I look at the Chewy culture and what makes it so vibrant, it really is cool that one, the main thing that we all have in common is that we're pet lovers. Some of us are pet owners. Um, one of our senior executives uh, tried to have a fish and the fish, it didn't fare well for him. And so there's some people who just shouldn't, shouldn't be pet owners and, and that's okay. Right. Um, but most of the employees at Chewy care very deeply about animal welfare, about the bond between pets and humans and our customers. And so um, I think just staying really focused on our customer needs is more of the unifying factor. But I love that connection, right? That's a, it's very explicit. It's intentional, right? Yes. You in, in HR and talent understanding kind of the approach that Chewy has towards customer service and customer experience and yeah. trying to make it seamless, right? Across all those touch points to your wider group of stakeholders, which is a fantastic story. Um, exactly. It's funny too. I would just throw this out there. It made me think of it. We're talking about the interviews and maybe a dog shows up in an interview or something. I think through the pandemic era, we got so jaded with all these Zoom calls, right? That we're on mm -hmm. one right now. I was on a call with three or four other people from some other company recently. And midway through the call, a dog, this normal dog, got crawled through the shot, crawled up on someone's desk or lap or something who was on the call, sat there for a second. She picked him up or her up. I don't even know what kind of dog it was. And then the dog left. No one said a word. No one mentioned it. No one even acknowledged it. And she didn't either. And no one just said, oh, that's a cute. Like, remember at the beginning of the pandemic, we would all like, oh my God, look at this, the cutest dog ever. Right? And everything would stop. I'm so sorry. Now we yeah. don't care. Yeah. Yeah. No, for for us, it's just so common. Yeah. Um, we we tend to know the name. Everybody's, you know, we know their kids' names. We know their dog's names. So every now and then we'll be like, oh, there's Marco, he's in the back. Um, but for the most part, they're just around us all the time. And, you know, they're also on site. They're, you know, they're in our conference rooms and they're in our offices. Um, it's called our facility in um, Plantation, Florida. We have our amazing Chewy Studios. One of our Chewy Studios is there. And so, you know, I'll, I'll get a call like, Hey, Lori, is Sailor with you today? Could could he come down and try on this lobster Halloween costume? Mm, oh, wow. <laughs> like, yeah, just come get him. But they're like, <laughs> it, says, it says XXL. We need a really big dog to see if this oh might be this. And so, um, you know, a lot of, also a lot of our own Chewy pets um, are in, you know, are, are on the website or in our advertisements. And so I think yeah. it's another engaging I thing that um that our employees can actually see their dog there in you know customer facing 
content. Yeah, I just I just pulled up the Chewy Careers page right now, which we're going to give out. It's careers.chewy.com. And like Lori, you could also potentially uh, turn into uh, for, turn from a customer to an employee. There's plenty of open jobs right now on the website, including Lori. I'm going to say this because this is happening. This is uh, early October as we record this. There's a bunch of HR jobs listed on the site right now, as a matter of fact. So always um, be creating. <laughs> careers.chewy.com and you can see uh, read all about life at Chewy learn more about it see lots of pictures of cool pets and just it looks like it does it looks like an incredibly fun engaging exciting caring place to work and I'll tell one quick story Laura you, your story of what sort of got you to accept that recruiter's phone call right. involved you receiving a sympathy card and flowers uh, from Chewy for one of your pets that's how Trish this show came to be right Karen who's our producer and our colleague one of her dogs, um, her dog sadly had to be put down a few months back and she was a Chewy customer and received a card and some flowers from Chewy after she had called to let them know to also the same thing to, to stop a, a standing order. And after that, we talked about it like, oh my God, what a nice gesture. That's so wonderful. We should really have Chewy on the podcast. And I didn't know anybody at Chewy. <laughs> and uh, it turns out I did. I didn't know I knew somebody at Chewy. It was our old friend, Lisa Holden, who we, who we knew from years ago, uh, who's a wonderful person in comms and PR. And she helped uh, get the show set up. So I hope Lisa listens to this. And I hope she hears yeah. me thank her for uh, her, her help in getting this set up. But it was the same thing, Lori. We were moved by mm -hmm. that experience with the brand to take you know, to do something we maybe wouldn't have done either. Right. And so I think that's a great testament to, to the, what you guys are doing there at Chewy. Yeah. It's really becoming a love mark for so many of our customers. Um, and you know, my job is the same the way that we take care of our customers. And um, when we focus that on our employees and make sure that they feel a sense of belonging, um, that, you know, they're, they're embraced for their whole selves. Um, I love it. Well, I'm so excited we were able to do this, Lori. We mentioned careers.chewy.com. Is there anything else you'd like to mention? Any find you or any other things you want to throw out there? Anything exciting happening at Chewy that we, we should know? Um, one of the things I would say is if you're an employer thinking about more pet-friendly policies, um, to just do some pilots or do some experiments. Um Again, like I said, sometimes you think, oh, dogs will be running around. It'll be crazy. It's amazing how that's not the case. Um, it's actually very orderly. And, you know, and there's nothing like the connection, um, like building connections when, you know, when your CEO is sitting on the floor playing with your dog, you, you know, <laughs> it's a great opportunity <laughs> for your networking. But, um, but there are other ways, too, that you can bring dogs into the workplace. And so um, I... Uh, I used to be with United Airlines and um, at Christmas time, we would have a golden retriever rescue group in the, in the um, concourses. And it was amazing just with the stress of, um, you know, of the hustle and bustle, the busy airport season, how many people would just stop and come and pet a dog. Uh, it literally it has such mm -hmm. a calming and anxiety relieving impact. And so also looking for, organizations that will bring pets in and um, we're going into team member appreciation week and we're actually going to do puppy yoga and so um it's in all the puppies that will be there for our puppy yoga session um are available for adoption wow and nice so, 
So I would strongly recommend, even if you feel like going, you know, going there with pets at work is too far. There are a lot of ways that you can actually ben- take advantage of that bond between pets and anim- um, pets and humans. Yeah, I love it. Those are great ideas. Thank you, Lori. Uh, this has been great, Trish. This is my, my favorite. I and I'll say this: I've had a, a, a puppy on my lap for the entirety of this recording. <laughs> And I feel like I've been much calmer and mellower. Yeah, and I, think I don't you know if I've that. performed any better, but I felt better about it. So you seem pretty calm. And I saw Marcia, Marco go by earlier. Was trip. he walking by? Yeah. So I miss Sailor. Sailor will be home next week. Aww. You know what? I think it's it's good to show. Obviously, I mean, here we are recording and Steve and I are not worried about pets. Oh, there's Miss there Tilly. Um, you know, pets really do adapt. They, they know when we're working Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, they can be pretty quiet, obviously, even on a recording. So I would encourage people to try it. I think you're also right. I just want to make a point about, um, how you say that it just can really relax you and, um, you know, start small. If you can't have a whole program, I love the suggestion of maybe just doing some small things to, to bring, dogs or other animals into your workplace to sort of alleviate stress and anxiety. Um, Steve and I actually, we were just at a a big event last week out in Las Vegas, a very fun but stressful event. And you can imagine the travel and all the things right now. And um, at the hotel, we were at the Wynn, we had the opportunity to do a masterclass with their canine unit, which you know, these are the the bomb and explosive dogs dogs and the bed bug dog and all the things, which these are some pretty scary looking dogs, to be quite honest. They're, the you bed know, bug dog was less scary. That was a golden retriever. The bed bug dog was a golden retriever. But the, you know, what was interesting to me is that also dogs are very trainable and able to do very challenging work. And then on a simple command, we're very friendly and, and completely relaxed with us. So mm-hmm. I think too, when you think about dogs who are working animals, that's right. uh, it just further proves that they can be in your workplace and be quite effective. So yeah, I would encourage it. And um, so the we've had dogs in the workplace for a long time when they're service animals, mm-hmm. and so we know that can work. But just you know the benefits of the stress release and um, people who suffer from PTSD, um, you know, that have service animals, and um, we're also finding in our in our DEI work that um, with neurodiversity pets can you know if they're employees who aren't as comfortable making eye contact or something pets really connect people and so you know they can find that sense of engagement and belonging by connecting through a pet in the workplace so so many benefits absolutely i'm sold for sure i'm lucky enough to have this puppy on my lap all all day today so uh Lori Bradley from Chewy, thank you so much for taking some time today. We really appreciate it. We love the stories. We love the insights. And I hope more organizations really kind of come on board or at least consider it, uh, as you said, start small. And, and, and I think you'll see huge benefits from embracing uh, dogs and other pets as well, more broadly in the workplace. So uh, thank you so much, Lori. Thank you. Bye, Tilly. Bye, Milo and Marco. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, Trish, great stuff. Uh, say hello to all your puppies. Uh, I woke Tilly up, so she's now a little mad at me, I think, but that's okay. <laughs> I know you keep holding her up. I think she's like, put me down. I know. She had to make an appearance on camera. So uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. Remember to check out all the show archives at hrhappyhour.net. For our guest, Lori Bradley, for Trish Steve, my name's Steve Bose. Thank you to our friends at Patriots, of course. We will see you next time and bye for now. Bye.